What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. This is the very first after show episode for The Hum. Uh, today, we sat down with Justin White, who performed some songs, and uh, just asked him some questions and had a little conversation. What I was saying off mic right before this, uh, what I was going to say in response to that was that, so my one of my things is not whistling. I don't, there's certain like pet names that other adult, this might seem foolish, but like other adult men will call me by certain names and I don't like buddy. I don't like being called buddy. buddy I don't like buddy being called pal, pal friend. Hey, you got it, buddy. I don't mind like pal, friend, guy. I don't mind any of those. Buddy, I don't know why it pisses me off. I don't like being called boss either. You got a boss. Yeah, I don't like yeah, that one. I'm with that's you on a that. little, it makes me uncomfortable. But no, yeah. I've never had to bartend. I mean, I've bartended before, but I never got like, whistled at. Yeah, I mean, it, just in general, just like a you know, a display, like, I don't like, like you're with your friends. Um, somebody just like, hey, you know, like because if I if I whistle, I'm doing it completely innocently. Okay. Or, you know, I'm not saying I do it very often. I know there's situations it, where some people don't feel good about being whistled at. You know, I, I just think like. The woman walking by the construction site in like the 1950s. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that getting whistled at, like cat called. That's the first thing. It's like if a whistle's insulting, that's the context I think right. of an insulting whistle in. But so, like, what if somebody, you know, is like, what's up, long beard? That's a Memphis thing. That's the thing that people do in Memphis. Like, what's up, flip flop? I have had people, was it? <laughs> flip, <laughs> it's true. It's like, flip flop looking ass motherfucker. Uh, I, have, I have people, since we're in the South, uh, in Memphis, I've had people, uh, around here, like, what's up, Doug Dynasty? <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I want to be offended, sort of, but I don't know what I'm actually offended well, the, about. The problem it's is like, it's top tier of the South. I guess you I don't know. know. You Those, made it. That's platinum like in the a, South. Like a, 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 a damn year before that show uh, got released or something. There's a picture of that whole family sitting on the beach. You know that classic, like you're at Myrtle Beach on the white sand, and everybody's wearing like white denim, or was that? Uh, linen like white linen suits and stuff and like all their families laid out one of those classy like you see it like rich white people's houses yeah um in the south it's like some vacation thing uh there's like a year before that show came out they none of them had beards they all looked like that having just a family photo i mean not hating on people for that but the whole thing's an act i mean oh, so yeah. like it's just yeah. a, it's all it's put like on. larry the cable guy so, right yeah so getting called that, I mean, I don't know. There's something about it that I want to be offended by, but it doesn't offend me if someone was like, what's up, Doug Dynasty? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny when it's like a really astute observation, you know, mm -hmm. like something really particular, like, what's up, Wise Acre Button? Like something really like. People in Memphis do that. To. People in Memphis do that. And they will call you on like just something. And I appreciate that. It's I think it's a very Southern thing. There are worse things to be called. That is very true. I think it's a very southern thing, and like sometimes it's not even a bad thing, but you it makes you question your yourself. It's right. like over your pop collar looking ass. You're like, <laughs> like wait, I did I? Should, is it? Is it? I don't consider this pie. It's, it's a large collar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> damn. And so then every time you wear that shirt for the next you know year or two, you always think about that one person right. that you've never seen before or since. Just yeah. sticks with you and just hangs with you. Yeah. Yeah, live. Station 8, first time, December 12th, 2020, middle of the pandemic, but not being slowed down. Yep. We were uh, talking with Justin here. We'll talk about more in a minute, but we were talking with him before we got started. And he was kind of been talking about how all this has affected musicianship. How's that been for you? 
and all this. I mean, you hear about the bartenders and everything, raising my hand here, but what about, uh, what about musicians? I mean, it's difficult. It's, it's definitely different. You're not going to see the same amount of people, obviously, out doing that I mean, to go see shows. There's less of an audience out there, um, which affects how many gigs there are for, for pickers around town. But, I mean, all around the country. I don't know. I mean, if you want to play, honestly, um, if you want to play, you can find places to play. It's just how much are you willing to risk yourself and your own well-being mm-hmm. uh, in order to go out and get money. And your, and your families. Um, have, yeah, also. and your families, who you bring it around, your families, your friends. That's why we're able to do things like like this every now and again and do a session. Because uh, you know the people you're around also aren't around a lot of other folks. Right. So you start limiting where you want to go. So, I mean, it's just a decision that each picker needs to make for themselves, I think. Uh, I've chosen to not not do it. I uh, I had a kiddo recently, so I I don't know. Having a, having a, a, a man. Yeah, having a child around. She's five months old, so... I just don't think it's responsible. I don't know. I mean, they say, you know, it doesn't, uh, you know, little kids don't get it or uh, it's only the elderly. And then it was like, oh, yeah, but little kids do get it. And I was like, I don't know. who. No, no one has that kind of information at our level, I don't think. Yeah. So I've, I've chosen to err on the side of caution and not and not, not play, which it, it affects the pocketbook. That's for damn sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially yeah. for musicians. <laughs> but there are places to like play. That. I mean, there's people I see all the time, friends of mine and other musicians I know, they're definitely playing. Um, I've just chosen not to. A yeah. lot of the places that I played for a while just stopped having music. Yeah, I mean, there was a long time where like I played this ratty little bar across from the municipal airport, and uh, it's like between West Memphis and Marion. There's I forget what the name of that little city right there, the little bump in the road, but it's called Ethel's Old Airport Club or Airport <laughs> Lounge or something. It's trashy, <laughs> but it was solid money, right? Like you could pick up. Did there be times that uh, it was a guaranteed like bill fifty two hundred dollars every time? And mm-hmm. sometimes if you had good tips, I think one time I made almost three. Well, shit! If you're doing that once or twice a month, extra six hundred bucks there, and then you're picking up a little something here, a little something there. Yeah. That's good money. And so if you choose to just stop doing that, or you have to stop doing that, that that sucks. But I'm not saying that that's not still available. It's just what are you willing to put your like how how risky are you want to be? How much yeah. do you believe in it? How much do you think this right. is real? And, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, well, I think one thing that's good about what we did today is that, you know, there is a thirst for music always, and especially in Memphis. Memphis is a special place musically, and I think Station 8, The Hum, and everything that this has been, you know, it's have to first thank you for coming out and, and yeah, playing. Yeah. I mean, Appreciate it's, it. Yeah, it's no, incredible. It super fun. Yeah, but fun. Um, I mean, this is an opportunity to give people access to, um, you know, live performances and hopefully get a taste of that experience, and hopefully this continues to evolve and grow. But if nothing else, it's a good opportunity to just play some music and put it in a format where people can enjoy it in times like this. There's a big market for that right now. Yeah, there really yeah. is. I mean, for people, people who don't want to go home. Yeah, for people who don't want to go out, people who want to actually still enjoy live music. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's a great outlet for that. Yeah, I feel like everything's going to... It's the only outlet for that. If, yeah, I feel know. like bars and venues are going to have to adapt. I'm thinking like 2022. Mm. What, until mm. until it gets normal? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be. I mean, even when things are. Every bit of 2022, right? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't I'm I think not, that's the beginning. I'm not going to commit normal. to that, but yeah. I would, I'm not going to not commit. And I don't want either. it. I wish that tomorrow it was back to, we could just go out and do yeah. gigs and not yeah. feel guilty about it. But yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, maybe it'll, 
in a way open up job opportunities for people that work in film also because venues will probably need some sort of social media and videographer yeah, who doesn't these days well yeah but i mean specifically because of coronavirus i mean if you want to do shows the only way that you're gonna make any money off of it is by doing live streams if you even still want to try that i mean man i don't i don't want to sound any certain way or lean to a side other than trying to be wholesome and good i suppose when it comes to handling this it's like if if, if the worst thing is, so say that all ends up being something that wasn't that big of a deal we figured something out I don't know. It was all a hoax, blah, blah, blah. If I go down history of somebody that's like, well, what a dumbass. He saw an opportunity where if he would just put a fucking mask on and be away from people for a while, yeah. he thought he could help people. What an asshole. It's like, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm fine to err on the side of that. Like, that seems yeah. like the right thing to do. And it's obviously real, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, these kind of, this type of media is, is I've watched, we talked about this a lot. We spoke about this the last time I was over here. I've I've bought tickets to multiple online shows. Paid the ten bucks to go on mm-hmm. and watch a band that I liked that I was going to go see anyways. Yeah. I, wa- I had tickets. I was going to go see that show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a neat spot. It was a fun session to do. That's awesome. Well, we uh, definitely didn't waste any time going in on the heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, right now well, it's, it's a stay in age, but um, at the same time, there's a lot of good stuff. Going there's on, a, good yeah, things to talk about. Stuff. Yeah, we had a great session, great performance from Justin and the guys here. And uh, I got a chance to learn a little bit about you, know, you guys playing together and kind of the history there. Um, let's talk about the fun stuff. Tell me tell me what you have, you know, playing with these guys, how long, where you met them, you know, how the music's evolved and start there. I've, uh, I've known these guys for a very long time. I've played with Adam and bands. I met him, it was like, I was 14 or so. And this then is Adam Bain? Adam Bain, yeah. yeah. He's playing pedal steel. He's, he, he plays co- he plays guitar uh primarily and uh is, he bought a pedal steel shoot two months ago something like that but, but he picks up stuff quickly so clearly he just i mean better than i could do that <laughs> pedal yeah, that's steel for eight weeks yeah that's, wow uh, that's impressive it's been like two months adam what like two months yeah like two months he drove to, uh i was outside of manchester tennessee just bought it off of a uh, he plays with all kinds of folks. Uh, yeah, I've known him since I was a kid. And uh, Silas Armstrong plays banjo. Uh, he's been in Among the Cranes and Poodle Brandy and a uh, bunch of projects with me. And then Josh Cohane, uh, who's been playing bass a whole lot for the last few years. And now he's playing guitar. He's a great guitar picker. Uh, played with uh, Wood Teeth uh, out of Nashville. That was my little brothers in that group, and then we all played in a group with my brother as well. Um, music in the family, yeah, I suppose so. And like all four of us were in the same band, uh, for a little while there, and that was a lot of fun. But no, we've uh, I mean, recording at home, doing things like that as best you can, trying to stay busy, listening to what everybody else is putting out. Damn, everybody's doing it right now, so you can, like we were talking about earlier, buying online. I mean, people are just putting out records, putting out records. I mean, what, what the hell else are you going to do as a musician? Yeah. You got to yeah. have income. If that's what you do, if that's what your life is. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic that so many people are putting out good good music. Yeah, we've just gotten back together recently to try to put together something. We've been talking about it for a long time. We've all played together for so long. They know a lot of my tunes. I know their tunes. We have a lot of stuff in common that we've played in the past as well. So it's easy. It's just you slide in. Man, it was really good. Those harmonies... 
I gotta gotta say Excellent. we've all sang together point. in different combinations. Yeah, in different bands for so long that it it's easy. It just melts. Yeah. Meshes. Did y'all go going to church? Were y'all church guys? Um, no. I was about sixteen. Yeah, you no, know, never, Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. Yeah. My parents never were like that. They nah. never forced it. They wanted me to kind of find my own way if I wanted to. That's cool. But I never did. I had the same liberties, believe it or not, from my Southern Baptist parents. Really thankful for that. That's yeah. pretty impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> we didn't Good really on them. talk about it. I just we just went. Yeah. And I just believed okay. what I believed and figured it out as I went along. But I didn't yeah, it wasn't I don't know. I never felt as if uh I was like, you know what, mom? Dad, I think I'm going to be bad. I was raised Church of Christ. Be like, I think I'm going to be a Methodist now. <laughs> I don't think my parents have been like, oh God, what are we going to do? Like, I don't think that they would have freaked out. Did you play music in church? No, Church of Christ. Uh, they oh, don't have yeah. uh, instrumental music. I was thinking yeah. about that the other day. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely still a thing. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The history of where that came from is hilarious. I went to school uh, in college. I did some uh, Christian studies and. The way that it became that they didn't use instruments and became such a gung ho thing for them, like yeah. a thing that they leaned on, mm-hmm. is hilarious. It's a stupid story, like it, whatever. What is Real, it? I want to know. I don't oh, know. are you curious? Uh, so uh, I'm curious. You got my attention. Yeah, there it was the Church of God, and then <clears throat> they were very, very rural. Mm-hmm. The Church of God was. Um, it's just country churches, and they're poor, and some of it started to get a little more uh, money behind them, larger congregations, but it's still Church of God, but it stemmed from this. Well, those, they got into like some cities. They'd move them into a, a, a larger area and they'd be able to get more money together from their patrons that went there uh, and they bought a piano. Well, then these other people, the poorer churches couldn't afford to have the piano. And so they made it like a thing to hang your hat on. They were like, it doesn't say in uh, the New Testament. We're New Testament Christian. It does not say anything about uh, music, and because they just wouldn't want to be like embarrassed that they weren't able to afford a yeah. damn piano or whatever. And that's and so they split off. They're like, we're not going to be Church of God anymore. Mm-mm. Be the Church of Christ. And so they did, and they were primarily rural churches, and now they're not. Uh, but yeah, at that point, they're still primarily rural. Wow. And that's the only reason. So we did not have music growing up in church. Yeah, we sang. Just lots of harmonies and harmony singing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of yep. the South and, and music and all that good stuff, that is one conversation. Another one is, uh, you know, there's a lot of musicians in the world, but Memphis is a special place. Um, how do you feel, you know, Memphis has contributed to your lifestyle as an artist and your creative process and following in the footsteps of all the history here? You know, how do you feel about your contribution to music? You know, in terms of Memphis, it's. I don't know if I've what I would call contributed to music in Memphis. Um, There's just I mean a bunch of people who are way better than me. Uh, I've Um, been here for two hours with you, three hours, and I can tell you that it's it's definitely been something. I've played around (laughs) Memphis a bunch with a lot of different people. I I like playing in Memphis. I I I spent a lot of time playing in Jackson, Tennessee. That's where I lived before here, and it's a different kind of music scene there than it is in Memphis. Pros and cons. I like them both. I don't know. Um, just a small town compared to a little bigger town kind of thing. The the pickers all know each other, and it's the same. You know the eight cover bands that are in town in Jackson. You know like the five to eight 
that you see around play in every week. And then you see the like three that you know bring a draw. Yeah. And you're just trying to get in that eight. You want to get a name for yourself. Well, in Memphis, it's different because there's so many different scenes to play in. Uh, it's pretty eclectic. Yeah. You can play at like restaurants where you know it's a dinner crowd and you're playing a little earlier set, but it needs to be a certain style of music for that. And a lot of times it's good money, but it is not always the most fun thing to do. You feel like you're kind of selling your soul. Um, and there's this layer of some of that Ethel spot where it's, you know, it's a raggedy, like ass honky tonk. It's not anything classy. Yeah. You hear people use language that you certainly don't agree with. You like overhear <laughs> conversations that you'd be embarrassed if any of your friends said that yeah. in front of anybody. You'd be like, we don't talk that way, but these are strangers and they're giving you like, there's so many different scenes you can get in around here to play music. And it, it's cool. And then you get the, the people who get good opening gig. I mean, fuck, there's like Lucero's around and they're mm-hmm. yeah. play twice a year and they just show up and they do a, a family block party and they do a Christmas party, family Christmas party. And they just sell it the fuck out every time they do it. So you got that kind of scene. Like the Star and Mices and people like that. I think they're still relevant, aren't they? They're still doing I know Jeremy Stanfield still does some stuff. Uh, Josh, uh, I can't think of his last name, their guitar player. He had a solo thing. I caught him at B-Side before all this stuff shut down and all that. And his little, his solo thing was great. Um, I don't know. There's that scene. The bar band scene in Memphis is different than it is in Jackson. But uh, I do like so? I like to play do it. How so? People are like you don't. Hmm, that's hard. Broader spectrum that's of places really to play. Hard right? That's question. That's a that's great already. question. I don't know why it's so different. I think that the comp- there's less competition. Yeah. Uh, in Memphis, which I know might sound backwards, there's less competition. Like you can get a gig. It's just are you. Well, there's more places to play. Yeah, right? but how more much are you like? What are you willing to do? What you go stand on a patio and just play to. Maybe a crowd, like, because you're not bringing a crowd. There's places like Neil's, like that, where people come to see bands. Yeah. Like, I think the Rock House out in Bartlett on Raleigh Lagrange. I think. I mean, they I've played out there. They have a nice stage and sound and everything. But I think like bands play there. People go there to see a band. Yeah. And like a bar scene style. But otherwise, I don't know. Well, Rock House is that's Zach Bear, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's a musician. That's kind of his thing, right? <laughs> He is musician. Yeah, that is that is kind of his thing. Yes, yeah, so like yeah, yeah. Zach's uh, his. He's they filmed some music videos for his band and stuff at his places because he owns. Yeah, they spots did the and, one uh, that was hockey. They did the video at the Rock House on mm, Poplar. Okay. Yeah, the old uh, Poplar Lounge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what places still <clears throat> exist? In I mean, what places exist in Jackson to play? Because uh, my extent goes uh, Main Street. Or whatever yeah like mulligans red bones jimmy d's the tap uh oh what is that place called uh blacksmith what's that barbecue spot bane west alley barbecue you can play over at bluff city uh brewing you can play it there's just a bunch of little spots yeah that do me uh flat iron grill does music i think still there's a shit ton of places in Jackson that just do live music and they pay decent. If you, if you're good, you go and you can play those, the hits. You but you're them. saying that it's harder to, to play shows in Jackson or harder to get what more no, I think momentum. It's, yeah. You got to actually like be good. Yeah. 
If you're not good, you're not going to get a gig. And just, There's enough players around there and it's a small market and it's so saturated with pickers that are really good. You're going to see the same eight to ten folks just playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to get it. Like, if you're going to get in there, it's not – all right, let me say it this way. It's not hard to get in there if you're good. But, like, if you're not that good and you're not – you have to be, better be rehearsed. You yeah. better be practiced if you want to get a good gig in Jackson and, and pay good money and, and you keep it. You don't do it once and the owner's like, yeah, we'll call you. <laughs> and yeah. then you don't hear anything. Whereas in Memphis, you can be bad and still get gigs. Yeah, I guess I can understand that. I know a lot of bands around town that are bad that get gigs. Well, They might know, have one good player or two good players in them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you're like, I mean, you're, you're not impressive. Yeah. I'll put you up against any of these groups in Jackson any day of the week yeah well i mean jackson has come up a lot um so when we rewind a little bit to that are you born and raised in jackson uh-uh. okay i moved there when i was a kid i'm from dallas i was born in plano texas grew up uh, as a little kid in dallas and then moved to jackson tennessee how old uh it's like nine ten years old when i okay. moved to jackson yeah when did you come to memphis uh 10 years ago 11 10 years ago yeah 2010 you had just pretty much just moved here whenever y'all when were we doing tracked over here, here the first time. I didn't live here yet. Hmm. Wow. I thought you moved. It was like 08, 09, whenever we tracked here. I thought you had just moved here when we tracked all that stuff. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Why'd you make the plunge? Why'd you come to Memphis? A pretty lady who was <laughs> nice to me. And told, all good stories start that way. Pretty lady who was nice to me and told me I was special <laughs> or important or something. You know, makes you feel good and. You're both young and you're stupid and you just tell each other you're special even though yeah. you, like, you don't get along sometimes. Like, I don't know. I'm just you're a great lady. I wanted to get out of Jackson. I just wanted to see what else there was out there and Memphis was close. I was like, all right, let's go to Memphis. Fair enough. Has it been a good, yeah. was it a good thing? Yeah, I like Memphis. I've learned a lot. Memphis is cool. I want to live a lot of other places. I'd like to go somewhere else Yeah, you know, as well eventually, but I, Memphis has been good to me for the most part. Loved and lost and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Memphis has its good things and it's bad things mm-hmm. yeah well another jackson tennessee i think was in the first track you played there was a mention yeah what's, uh, mention tell us about that track what's the name of the song what's it what are we talking about it's called 30 years it's uh that's just about like my uh just snapshot i suppose of like my sort of say family i guess family counts but it's like your the people you interact with the closest for that like two weeks of my life I suppose. And I was 30 years old, pretty obviously. Name of songs, 30 years. And I don't know. Uh, it's about my siblings and uh, it's about things you care what about. You, what you've done up to that point. I moved to Memphis when I was 25. Yeah, I was 25 when I moved mm. to Memphis. So, yeah. I'm about to be, tw- yeah, about to be 26. So it was like five years after I'd moved here. Yeah, I was actually back in Jackson. <laughs> I was sitting at my dad's house. Had a bunch of teeth taken out, dude. I had this crazy stuff with dental work for a while. Uh, had some bad luck. We got bad teeth in my family. And uh, yeah, it sucks. I, it's the worst. I got soft teeth. It's a breakout. Yeah. And they, they suck. And uh, had a bunch of dental work done. And I hate the dentist. I was dreading it real bad. And was sitting at my parents' house and pinned it down like all good songs. Pinned it down in like 15 minutes. Just sat down, just like, bleh, just <laughs> threw it up on the page. Just like, huh. I don't think I made any edits to it. I think that might be just the almost. I mean, I'm, maybe a few phrasings, but for the most mm-hmm. part, that song just came out. It's funny how that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Hmm. I, I wrote that, like I said, I was I wrote that when I was 30. 
um, probably 37, like a week or two. And I'm good, uh, man. So yeah, that's, that's, that's an older tune. Well, you said snapshot and that kind of ties into a conversation that we had a bit earlier, um, where you were just kind of talking about what music often represents when we look back at old recordings and, um, you know, film or whatever. And, you know, obviously this is another link in that chain, but is that typically, you know, as an artist where, um, you know, your creation comes from the mindset behind it is kind of capturing a snapshot of the current moment in time and your values and everything associated in that moment, or is that something that's pretty consistent for you? You know, or, you know, how, how, how is it? I wish that I had a, like a, a good, like intelligent sounding answer to that question. <laughs> uh, I wish I could say something prophetic or something that was like, well, that's what the music's grandiose. for. Sorry for putting you on the spot. It's like, well, actually, I like to look at time more as a, <laughs> as a, as a strand that runs throughout all of our lives. Like, I don't time know. I got, no, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I think that I, I write in spurts, man. I think I try, when I write, I just, when I was younger, is to get stuff out of me and to get girls to look at me or something, you know? And now when I'm a little older, I just like writing. I just like music. And so I want to write something that's my own. And when I hear it, I'm like, ha, I made that. And I like that. Yeah. I hope yeah. other people like that too. It changed. I mean, it changed. So, I mean, I don't know if it's, they're all snapshots. I think they all, I mean, they have to be snapshots unless you're writing about something that's not yourself. Right, like from I mean, a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, like that was going to be a country writer in Nashville or some, something like that. I mean, something I can like write that. a song about somebody that's, I don't know. And just this hypothetical situation about right. this, this poor sap that like someone runs, runs around on him and he's all upset and all like, I can write that, you know, like this, like drug my keys down the side of his pretty little souped up four wheel drive. Like, that didn't happen to Miranda Lambert or whoever, else, whoever that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, that's just like some ghostwriter wrote that for somebody to sing. Like, yeah. So like, there's that kind of writing. So you can say, is it a snapshot? I guess. I mean, you're just painting a picture. So, so who do you write for? Do you write for yourself or do you write for, like, hypothetical? I think both, but I think more me. But everything like if you know you're being observed it's going to change the way that you right. so yeah, if no you doubt. write it knowing it's going to be heard and you want to sell yourself as an artist or you want to sell your songs and sell your persona or whatever the hell the music industry's turned into you have to write it knowing that someone's going to hear it so you got to make sure it's like right. is this catchy is someone going to like well i'm writing to see if they hope they like it but you at the same time want to put enough of your own like i give a damn about this song right yeah and it I used to write the most complicated shit. Everything was just wordy and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, that black suit stuff was pretty wordy. Man, there's a bunch of words. <laughs> I love words. And the more, and I've always been envious of my little brother uh, that was singing for Wood Teeth. What a Brian White, talented dude. He's such a good songwriter. And so I started trying to write like that. I was like, all right, how can I say this with fewer words? <laughs> like, let's say the same. It was in the office. It's like, why say many word when few word do trick? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tough uh, line to tell. Yeah, it's Tough uh, line. So, I've uh, been trying to write like that a little bit lately. You feeling good about it? It's fun when I make myself do it. Yeah. How often do you like sit down and? I guess I got writing spurts. Lately, it's mm -hmm. not been as much. I've been going back and right now, I've been learning a bunch of other people's stuff. Cause I, I love doing that. Just go through a time where you're going to spend a few months where I'm just going to learn a lot of other people's tunes that are bands I like. And it's like, well, I just 
never actually sat down and learned it. Yeah. And it might end up being something where like, damn, that turnaround is, I, I thought I was going to walk into this and pick it up real quick. It's like, wow, he actually is doing something crazy <laughs> there. And sometimes it's the other way around. You're like, guys, I thought that was hard. Yeah. But you're like, oh, wait, that's all that is? Damn, that's so smart. And then that helps your own songwriting. You're definitely doing it justice. I think yeah. the second track there was some other music, right? Why did we play second? It was the Airplane. middle brother, middle brother, yeah. middle brother. All right. So yeah. that song is called middle brother off of the album. Middle brother by the band middle brother. <laughs> okay. So that song is middle brother, middle brother, middle brother. We call it, this is what we call it from time to time when we're trying to be jovial. Um, <laughs> it's cute. It's good for a laugh every now and again. Joke has grown old, but I'm glad it worked here. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, like one of the super groups. It's John McCauley from Geotech and mm. uh, Matt Vasquez from Delta Spirit, Taylor Goldsmith from Dawes, and sometimes uh, Johnny Fritz. He's on a couple of those things. He's fantastic. But yeah, um, it's just a cover tune that I like a whole lot. Yeah, and we've great. all played it in different bands for a long time. I was like, what cover tune do we want to do? Let's do something yeah, upbeat that's, that's and fun. fun. That's a fun song. And it it's really fun. Is. It's just a goofy song. Yeah, there's a few names there, but are there any... You know, artists and projects that really inspire you, motivate you, help you put things down. Shit, I love Dawes. I love, but I listen to a lot of different kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I like bands like Sylvanesso. Mm. Uh, that's kind of like a more EDM dance yeah. kind of stuff, Time which I really, really enjoy. Um, I like, uh, I love Dear, I love Dr. Dog. I love, uh, I like bands like Polyphia. Which are all instrumental, like almost yeah, metal kind of shit. It's so really good. good. It's so gnarly. If you are into gnarly and that, so yeah. Um, Pierce the veil, Motion City soundtrack. Oh Actually, wow, Motion City. Yeah, that's I a name from Motion way City. back, man. I love Motion City. Um, wow, are they? They're not. Are they still around? I don't think so. I don't that's all right. Their music's going to live on a long time. But all those kinds of bands, yeah. uh, and Coheed, and all that stuff from that era. Mm. So what, what do you think stuff. it takes? I just choose to write this way because this is how I'm writing right now. So I can write songs that are like this. Like maybe people will like this. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So do you write for other people? Sure. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think it will take for bands coming up, you know, right now to be something big? Like what, what do you think that they need right to now, do? Right now, I mean, depending on the style, like if, if it's pop and mainstream and all that, right now, I mean, it's all about a gimmick you have to have something that sets you apart if you want to go that pop mainstream route. There's a level right below that of artists that are like J. Roddy Walston, the business and the civil wars and uh, milk carton kids and first aid kit and Dr. Dog. Like I mentioned, all these bands that if you want to aspire to that level, you don't have to have as much of a kitsch to you. You just have to be unique and cool and be good and get lucky somebody sees you work really hard yeah um i don't know and black suit that band that i was in when we recorded here like 12 years ago or something um there was a gimmick i mean there was a kitsch to it it was made to be what it was that was the whole point of that that thing nowadays was it uh shoot it was on this television show i watched the other day it's like you look like a uh an americana album like at a at like folk con or something like that. Uh, our uh, the banjo player Silas said one time, the most hipster thing I've ever heard. He he goes, oh shit, we're setting up for a gig. He goes, shit, whatever expletive. 
I was like, what, dude? And he goes, I left my good mustache wax in my other banjo case. <laughs> and I was like, so it's like, it's like a cracker barrel threw up on a personality. It's like, so it, we're not doing that on purpose though. We just wear, we just like flannel and have beards. Yeah. I don't know, but we do look like a thing. Yeah. It's not on, but it's certainly not on purpose. Like, yeah. Well, the thing is, is the, the modern, like, image of what a hipster is came like, from somewhere yeah and then i mean there's like there's the avid brothers and mumford and sons and right. head in the heart and mandolin orange like you can just start naming bands you're like i mean yeah the <laughs> limit the limiteers uh yeah limiteers are hmm. our, our south are hipsters mm. better than hippies is there a difference? You think it's just a generational? Well, I don't I know. I mean, they're different. I mean, they are things, right? I mean, it's the word. If they were the same, the same place, they, right? if they were the same, they'd be the same word. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, different generations, but same, you know, fundamentals, right? Just a different, we're just, one has technology, one doesn't, right? I guess, yeah, in a way. But it's the I see the Venn diagram. I see the overlap, like, yeah. in the center. <laughs> I mean, right? There's somewhere definitely in there. some overlap. Yeah. But I think the modern day when hippie When consciousness was the movement. I think the modern day hippie is the 69 Woodstock. Wouldn't you say that the the EDM scene, the Wooks, are the kind of the modern day hippies? I would say, yeah, yeah. I think hipsters. I are... spent a lot of time around some Wooks fellows going <laughs> to festivals. I've spent. Uh, you got to play them. Or I remember them. first. I remember when I first learned the term Wook. <laughs> I had been around these people for a few years at these festivals, and then someone said that word, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And said it again. I was like, "I don't." Is that a bad word? So, because there's something about it that sounds so, so like. So hold on, define a wook. What's a so wook? I was like, that's what I asked. I was like, so I was like, what, what do you mean a wook? And he was like, you know, like a hippie, but not like a hippie hippie, like a new <laughs> a age, like like a new age, <laughs> there's, dirty, there's this, uh, but yet also like fun. But festival, like there's an entire aesthetic. <laughs> To being a book, and there are con- there's a different dude. I'm telling you, do you wear fake oxtails or what's the what's, what's the requirement? You, have, you can do you that. How do crystals. I get my starter kit? You have crystals. To have crystals. That so is, like a wook starter pack put will be your crystals in the sky. <laughs> so you got crystals, maybe some glow sticks. You have a hoodie that's real big, but it's got some wild colors to it. Yeah, uh, you're DMT gonna like we talking Southwest like American hoodie. You know what I mean? Like like a desert. Or Tata or whatever. I don't think okay. they like to pigeonhole right. each other actually. <laughs> not, in that, not, in that clarify here. I think that they're, I think they're, pretty, I think they're a little more accepting than that as, yeah, a, they as do. a community. Okay. They do wear big but yeah, hoodies. Um, uh, that is okay. a Wook. That's just if you have the dreads, right? They like lots of don't kinds of music. I'm not limiting them. I'm sure that they <laughs> like all the kinds of music. However, yeah, I ain't trying to pigeonhole my wook. Not over here. However, I like however. my wooks ra- like free range. I like a free range wook. <laughs> Is that not inherent in the? Uh, so no, uh, but I'm not going to say that wooks don't like music that sounds like <laughs> like blah 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 stuff like that wobbles is that yeah is that your theme song uh it's it's could be it's not okay it could be yeah no there uh there's there's a certain there's a flavor there's a couple flavors of wook it's like so looks like sodas you got Sprite, you got Coke, you got yeah, Pepsi. Pepsi. You got, Did like, you adopt any characteristics from having spent time with the tribe? Shit, yeah. <laughs> so like shit, best yeah. habits. Because what some you, people, you, take away? you start noticing stuff. You're like, well, I could live kind of like that myself. Yeah. That could be fun for, was a, the for third a week. week in your van. For a week. I was yeah. like, I could do this for a week <laughs> here at this festival. Fast. Yeah. It's, 
that's 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 books are okay. Books are okay in my book. I'm not. I would yeah. never. Yeah, no hate. I've never been to like a big festival like that, but I imagine it's. I don't think you'd remember it if you did. Probably not. You're probably right. I'd be like the guy grabbing whatever was coming by the the little campsite. Be it's, like, what you got? What you got in your the bag? Duffel there? bag. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. Couldn't help but notice you had a a, a duffel bag. <laughs> what a you bag. got in there? Yeah. Well, it's we were we were backpack. We were talking about goals and aspirations a bit earlier, and kind of what that meant for an aspiring artist. But what is that? How would you define that for yourself? What do you think your your goals, intentions, and all the things behind your music now and the music you're intending to create? Man, I don't think I have any of those. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fair. I think that uh, I have it's coming had, out either way. Yeah. I have had in the past goals and intentions as far as my musical career was mm-hmm. concerned. I don't think I have any of those anymore. I think that I just. Why is that? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't I know. Gotta, it's I, liberating as hell. I can tell you that. Well, yeah, because you're not. I mean, you're not putting yourself in a box necessarily. Nope. You're you're able to be free and do yep. what you want to do. Have yeah. fun. With There's it. no timetables. It's not like think, by the end of the year I need to do this. I'll set little goals for myself. I'm gonna track that tune over here. Uh, mm-hmm. I set a goal for myself. I contacted you. I was like, I want to track this. Yeah. And I just been thinking about I want to track this somewhere where someone else presses play. I want someone else to drive. I ain't got to do shit, and they're going to mix it. I'm just going to play the song. And I did. And I, I like the way it turned out. Yeah, dude, it turned but out yeah, really I don't good. I don't have any goals and aspirations like I once did. I know what I mean, what everybody's dream is, like what you I would like to do. Um, but no, I don't, I'm not setting any goals for myself in the future right now. Yeah, fair enough. I yeah. think that that's a fairly good way to exist. In this crazy time right now? What the fuck? Why would it like... Yeah. Well, I got to say, I think you're, I think you're maybe selling yourself a little bit short. I mean, it may, whether you have the intention or not, I mean, you've been playing music for in Memphis long, live for a long time. I mean, long you're, like, time. you're lighting up the city. I mean, there's long a lot time. of value to just going out and, you know, sharing your music with people that are around to hear it. I mean, whether it's two people or 300 or a thousand or, you know, even any more than that, I think it's awesome that you're able to be a part of something that, you know, so many people can enjoy in a city that is all about music, you know, don't sell yourself short. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it may I'll not try, be I'll, intentional, but will, you, you are going around best. and you're bringing some good music to a city that appreciates good music and going forward, we appreciate it. I will no longer do that. I won't. I, I'm glad credit, you said credit given or credit now, is due. now on man. It's like I've been born anew. <laughs> I will never sell myself short. Yeah, you're just making fun of me. If only it I seems like it. If I had not known that it was that easy this whole time, it's a very sense. well. You know, it seems I, you like just got to you got to acknowledge what's working. You know, we live in a world where people are so quick to tell you what they don't like. They'll come up and tell you, like, "Hey, I really hated your set." Hey, man, but it's got, they're it's not going to come up and be like, "Wow, you know, I really it's kind I love of you that. to say that." Yeah. It's kind of you to say that. You know, I know your well, intentions. It's the truth. Your intentions are, are good. <clears throat> I think uh, I've always liked your songwritings dude like I've, I've liked the way that you've structured stuff and i think you know i'm gonna it's like my cooking i have a very niche thing that i do and no matter what i cook it can be breakfast or it can be steak and mashed potatoes and green something for supper it's still gonna taste kind of the same flavor profile i think that's <laughs> how it is for my songwriting it's like i don't care if it's like black suit mine's like rock and roll like pop prog rock yeah. or whatever or if it's just this more like folk indie kind of scene like well, there's still the same flavor profile like i always write well it's your voice yeah mm-hmm. i don't I'm it's so, more than just the recipe it's your voice i feel I mean, so strange about my voice i was talking to bane about that yesterday he goes are you to that point he's like I've, you've recorded for so long you sing for so long he said are you to that point where you actually can hear what you sound like when you sing 
you know what you sound like when you sing. It's like totally, hundred percent. Yeah, hmm. I know exactly what recorded when I if I can go into a, into the control room and sit and press playback and be like, "Yep, that's <laughs> I know that was the take that I just did. I I heard that. I heard every bit of it, and I, I know mean, what I, I was right and wrong. I know how my I have a very weird tone to my voice. I think, and I don't. It fits, dude. It works. Yeah, we call it weird. It it works for multiple things. I mean, I think I think that people that are that were or are still into, um, you know that that people the, like Bjork. The, so I mean, I know that there's a niche for oh, everybody. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, for sure, people like a lot of music. I'm not hating on Bjork, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know why that's the <laughs> reference I thought of. I'm sorry, Bjork. They'll never <laughs> ever hear this. But regard, like, I don't know. I, yeah, my voice works on some things. I have to try when I sing. That's the thing that sucks. I watch it like Josh. I just don't have to try when he sings. He just sings. He sang. Yeah, he was great. He sang. I, he sangs. There's a difference. I sing and I have to try. <laughs> like to hit notes and to move stuff around. I have to be conscious while I'm doing it of what I'm doing. And yeah. I yeah. rarely turn off when I'm saying I have to think. You're I finding it. your way there, man. So I I, I like uh I like singing because it's fun. But I'm also kind of a pants. If I'm tired, I'm like, ugh. I won't sing for for shit. I'll be a lazy singer. What kind of tea you drinking? Keep your voice. I'm drinking some black tea. It's an English breakfast tea. Mm, it's a little boring with some sugar. It's going to be with some sugar. A fine in. Japanese cut. No, I'm not. Okay. Fa- I'm not a fancy man. Okay. At all. I've got a thermos from the '70s full of black he, tea. Yeah, we got to tell me about this thermos. This had a story. I mean, you could other than the fact that you could kill me with it. Yeah, it's from the '70s. It was uh green stanley aladdin thermoses made in tennessee it's from the 70s good old stanley's yeah. my dad had one forever growing up found it at a yard so and belonged to a, a lady's grandpa or something and it's it's nice it's beat all up so you ain't got to worry about scuffing it up and it is a weapon Gives and they made him with that handle what else yeah. is that handle good for who's gonna carry it by the handle that's that's true what is the handle for? <laughs> for making using this <laughs> a beat 'em stick. Like, yeah. You're not gonna be able to answer that question until it matters. You know, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> this is why it's yeah, there. This is why it exists. Well, you know, one thing that um wanna give you a shot, you know, what do you anything you want to put out there? You know, anything that you want to put out there promoting yourself, what you have going on, what you have intended, any 2021 plans other than you know kicking it off with a nice hum live broadcast what else can you put out there you got instagram social media anything so my my fancy ass i want to send you my phone number has some videos recorded in say my bathroom (laughs) and my kitchen and i have posted those I've been trying to go worldwide i'm trying to be mr worldwide a little bit and so i posted them on my facebook page my personal one. Oh, personal. So you can get on my personal Facebook page. Just look me up. It's Justin White. He's telling Facebook.com right slash Justin White. No, I think it's something stupid. It's like Jay White the Great or something. Facebook.com slash something stupid? Yeah, something stupid. You'll see. It's Justin White. Okay. And um, I posted some videos on there from around my house that were fun. I have this one posted up at some point in time. I did a track over here that I'm uh, working with Drew on over here to... Put on SoundCloud and something else. I'm not a technology kind of guy. I really want to get some of the stuff out there a little bit more. I've got a lot of old stuff. You can look up old Poodle Brandy on uh, Bandcamp. You can look up Among the Cranes on Bandcamp you, and YouTube. You can look up you can look up old Black Suit My Suit. Have you thought about you know going to Spotify and putting stuff on there? 
I have thought about that. Why not, dude? You can you can do it fairly easy nowadays. It's getting your music distributed is much easier. Friends like you guys. <laughs> no, I, no, that's what like Silas and all those guys. He's always the person who's posting stuff and putting things mm-hmm. online. We've got stuff out there. Uh, like I said, there's old stuff. This new thing, this new stuff. I've been really just trying to get myself a nice package of tunes that I like that I'm proud of, and then just put them out at once. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of my thing right now. Just trying to put together a nice. Nice group of tunes. On the, on the gas gauge, where would you where would you put yourself in that process? Fifty percent, forty percent, seventy eight, fifty percent. Okay, I would say that's a pretty good chunk. It's half. I've got some really interesting tunes that I've I've done in the past. Um, that I never played with a band. So whenever I was trying to put this group together, that we I mean we rehearsed a bunch, um, uh, but called siblings. The joke is we're not brothers, but our brothers are. <laughs> it's, it was dumb, but we, it was just this really neat kind of music, almost more like dance, like fun, like dancey rock and roll stuff. I had like an 80s vibe to it. It was pretty neat. And I wrote a, a mess of songs for that, like five, something like that. And I've got them all recorded, I've got them all tracked. Something about kind of incorporating that in some stuff, maybe doing some of that. But. Dude, why not? You should put it on yeah, Spotify, awesome. man. Yeah. I'm going to start posting stuff on Spotify. So, yeah, you can check it out soon on Spotify. I'll, I'm sure I'll post something on my, on my face. I do have Instagram. It's all my personal stuff. Yeah. I don't have any band sites up anymore right now. Yeah. I've just been a hermit all this year. It's been goofy. So I think I've a lot of us have been a been. hermit. Yeah. I've just been sitting at home writing and trying to do that. Well, thanks for breaking the ice with us, or at least, you know, to some degree. No, man, I super appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's a um, cool spot. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's, it sounded great. Looking forward to this content and more content in the future. Mm-hmm. excited to put some music out there have uh some dallas jackson memphis tennessee blood right something like that yeah, something like that yeah yeah some mix thereof but um yeah man thanks for things again coming out and playing the session to the guys and everything. Yeah, it was really you. enjoyable excellent can't wait to see it yeah so guys listening uh this is the first episode of the hum podcast where we talk to bands afterwards there will be more on the horizon i want to thank everybody for listening Uh, You can check out Justin's stuff via his social media and soon Spotify. So, Justin, thanks for coming, dude. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.